kite kore ngā pūtake e mā kūkūngia e kore te rākau e tupu. E te iwi, nau mai hoki mai anō ki te wāhanga Māori, he roto i te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. Ko Maraia Rakraku ahau, kia ora, kia ora tātou katoa. I'm Maraia Rakraku and welcome back to Te Ahikā. What does Waitangi Day mean to you? You may well think we all have pretty extreme views of what it means. So I went to find out, asking the peeps at Te Rao Te Raukura, an annual event held in Waifetsu here in Wellington on the 3rd of February. On Waitangi Day, I was at Waitangi Park in Wellington, while Tanero was at Waitangi itself. Titi Marae, that's the name of the Marae at Waitangi, Chairman Peter Paraune, gives us an insight into the affairs and responsibilities of the Marae, one of the most historically significant sites in Aotearoa. Dewi o Kahununu observed Waitangi Day with a Kahununu extravaganza held at Fandon Park in Clive, where flags made by members of the iwi lined the site where Kahununu Rangatira signed the Treaty of Waitangi. Mahia Tumwana talks to that kaupapa. I don't know about you listeners, but my schooling missed out some pretty key facts when it came to Te Tiriti o Waitangi. What was portrayed as a simple affair where Māori signed over complete sovereign rights was in the full glare of day pretty complex. I grew up thinking the treaty was a fraud because Māori were taken advantage of by the British and being innocent and naive signed away rights and responsibilities to a dominant power that would then take care of them because Māori in their naivety weren't capable of doing that. Now, history shows us that's not really the case, eh? Māori were active participants in a trading relationships with French and Americans and a range of other things. Now, the key thing is, the fraudulent part isn't that Māori actually signed the document, it's the fact the relationship and the agreement as secured under the document has not been adhered to. Over the next 50 minutes, we'll deal to some of those misconceptions. That is the voice of Tua Iwa Ricard, and yesterday she and the struggles of her hapu were remembered at the Festival of Expression, Te Ao Marama in Whaingaroa. We'll have some of that next week. What does Waitangi Day mean to you, mate? Um, Waitangi Day to me is the, the treaty. Yeah. Waitangi Day means the foot soldiers a lot. It's a day that everybody comes together and, um, you know, because it was a serious thing back in the day from what my, my perspective. And, um, yeah, I think it's a, a day for everybody to come together. Choice. As usual, a range of activities around the motu remembered Waitangi. While I was in Wellington, Tanero was in Ngāpuhi country at Waitangi. And while there, Peter Paraune provided some history about Titi Marae. Peter Paraune is the current uh, Deputy Chairman of the Waitangi National Trust Board. And uh, I represent uh, the families of Kawiti, Honeheke, Tamati Wakanene and uh, Pomare. Oh, Patuone on, on the board. And um, the marae itself, yeah, what's the brief history of the marae? Well, uh, after the Bledisloes uh, donated the uh, estate to, to the nation, um, 
the then Minister of Maori Affairs in association with the then member of Tai uh, Tokero, uh, um, and I'm talking about Seapirana Ngata and uh, Tohenare, felt that as part of their contribution to the estate that they would uh, build a uh, Farirunanga. And uh, Tohenare said that he would provide the, uh, the timber and uh, the timber for the uh, marae was came out of um, Mototo, and uh, it's which is about 20 minutes from uh, where we stand at this uh, very moment. And uh, consequently, uh, uh, carvers from uh, the east coast, relatives of uh, Seapirana, and uh, and one or two others came here and uh, built the uh, the uh, the Runanga. In, and as, as part of the commemorative services uh, of the signing of the Treaty of Waitangi. And so today you see a, a meeting house which is representative of all tribes, not just uh, tribes of the north. And so uh, particularly Maori people can claim uh, some connection to the, uh, to the meeting house. And that was the original intention of both uh, Seapirana and uh, Tauhenare. What activities does the marae engage in? Well, essentially, we've become a, a tourist uh, attraction, uh, but at the same time, while we provide that that historical uh, uh, element in terms of uh, people's visitors uh, visit to the estate, we also uh, maintain a number of artifacts that have been donated uh, from descendants of the families immediately associated with the uh, uh, with the signing of the treaty. And are there any particular iwi hapu whānau that can whakapapa to the marae? Oh, certainly uh, um, the, because of the, the land, they can certainly whakapapa to, to the land and uh, and that's why we're seeing a, a, a claim to the Waitangi Tribunal lodged uh, yesterday. Um, and that's uh, that's uh, that's in order. The, the, making the application is in order. Whether or not it will succeed will, is something for the tribunal to uh, to consider. But uh, the uh, the condition of the gift from the Bledisloes to the nation was that it had to be uh, uh, self-reliant. It could not uh, uh, rely on the uh, or request the government of. Of, of the day to uh, provide any uh, financial uh, assistance. And so um, the Bledisloes, to offset the cost of running the estate, um, provided land for a state forest. And that's uh, run in conjunction with, with government. However, the forest alone is not enough to meet the, the ongoing costs. So uh, from our business activities, and the rental that we collect from uh, our leaseholders, we're able to uh, to uh, provide for the care and the upkeep of the estate. And the future for the marae? What, what does the future hold? For the oh, the, 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 the future for, for the Whare Runanga will certainly be to uh, to maintain its uh, its uh, historical uh, uh, place on the estate, to provide a reminder that the treaty was between two partners and it essentially represents the Maori uh, partner to the signing of that treaty. Kolani Seata Toku Ingwa, no te mahurehure, ko Taku Ingwa Takakau. I'm the communications executive for Terunanga Aiwi o Ngāpuhi.
at Waitangi 2008. What does Waitangi Day mean to you? Um, for myself personally, it's um, you know uh, acknowledging our um, our heritage as uh, Tangata Whenua, you know, and, and that partnership with um, um, with the Crown, whatever every other person thinks of that relationship, but it's uh, just just me being part of that um, that relationship yeah, with the Crown and, and non yeah, ah, non Maori, sorry. Um, personal thing, this is my first um, visit to Waitangi Day. Um, I know it's a national day, it's a national holiday. It commemorates the, the, the joining or the partnership of the two people, Māori and uh, the Pākehā. Um, as far as... Um, that's the intent of it, and that's how I see it. Yes. Yeah, um, I suppose it's just a gathering of all, all different uh, races, uh, ethnic groups, and day of celebration, I suppose. And uh, a holiday. <laughs> what does Waitangi Day mean to you? Um, a spot for all New Zealanders to um, just reunite and be happy, about, but proud of being here. Yeah. Um, to me, it's probably yeah, just a just a gathering of um, yeah, family for me. Yeah, just to come along and just enjoy the day. Is this the first time you guys have been up here? Ah, uh, for me, yeah, my first time here. Yeah. And what does Waitangi Day mean to you? Yeah, it's just a good family day out. Yeah. And they um, get to say what they want to say on the day. Mm. First time for you as well? No. No. You've been up here years. before. Mm. Yeah, oh, it's good. And the food gets better all the time. Oh man, it's, <laughs> it's what we come for eat all day. <laughs> For me personally, I'll be honest with you, um, Waitangi Day to me is coming out here and watching our children having fun instead of being told to sit there, sit there because things are happening over the other side of the bridge. Get them on this side, we'll look after them, we'll give them a good time. And that way they're out of the sun or they're in the sun playing and they're not sitting down getting growled for five minutes if you know what I mean. And I think that's a big enjoyment for me, that puts a smile on my face and I see our kids having fun. Flags, flags, flags. Who would think a scrap of material can cause such contention for mainstream New Zealand? A. When representative of the Tangata Whenua. B. When flown. C. When symbolic of Indigenous rights. Coming up later on in the show, one iwi tells us how it's done. As Mahia Tumwana describes a flag-making workshop that well over 80 representatives of Kahununu Iwi turned up to, not only designing, but making flags. You could be mistaken for thinking it's part of the travelling carnival. That is, until you step inside in a transported, no, not into a ghost ride, but an exhibition space all about Titiriti or Waitangi. Treaty to You is a travelling exhibition that has been touring the country since 2006. Kia ora, my name's Kit O'Connor and I'm the project manager for the Treaty to You touring exhibition. Um, this is an exhibition that's been put together by Te Papa, the Museum of New Zealand, Archives New Zealand and the National Library. Uh, and it was put together as part of the bigger, broader package that was the, the Treaty Information Unit some years ago. So we've been out on the road now for two years touring nationally throughout New Zealand twice and now currently doing a tour of Auckland Secondary Schools but obviously we're at Te Rau Te Raukura today at Waifatu and that's part of our event's summer schedule. 
So you don't necessarily just do this around Waitangi time? No, absolutely not. Uh, we've done four, two national tours, which have been about four months each. We've been from Kaitaia right down to Invercargill. And um, this year, or starting actually in July last year, going through to July this year, we're touring Auckland secondary schools. Um, there's 85 or 87 secondary schools in Auckland, and we're looking at being hosted by about 25 of those schools with another... 40 or 50 um, coming and visiting while we're on a campus nearby so this is our way of trying to access Auckland in a practical way because it's quite a challenging city to get something like this out to. So what it is is we we're standing in what seems to be a huge caravan we're standing in like a kitchen kind of bathroom area and then as we walk through the door, you step down into, like, what meterage are we talking there? It's 75 square metres is the exhibition space. So this is a, a massive semi-trailer truck, actually. So it travels on the road as a big semi-trailer truck. And um, when we get on site, about five staff spend two hours converting it into a functioning exhibition space so of course the exhibition content has to be concertina has to pack down and set up each time um, but within this we've still got lots of computer interactives audio material and beautiful replicas of the treaty documents you know you come up the ramp and you walk in and then there's all these pictures and text all around the walls and as you said all the interactive stuff as well so on average how many people do you think have entered and come through this exhibition since it started okay uh, I would probably estimate that we're up around four or four hundred about now um, at this event I've been here once before and it was actually our largest day ever on tour so last time we got about 1800 people within the one day um, the morning's always a little slow it's a Sunday morning so we should expect that by about midday it should be really cranking and it's a beautiful day here in um, Lower Hutt so I expect the numbers will be really really high and also outside are situated staff and there's a whole lot of resources there. That's right. They relate back to that um, treaty information unit that was put together um, under the State Services Commission. And what we've got there are a beautiful children's storybook called the Tree Hut Treaty. That's in English and Te Reo Māori. And it's an introductory um, concept, if you like, about a treaty between two families and then relating that back to the Treaty of Waitangi. So it's beautiful and it's not available in shops at this stage. So um, this is a place where people can get it for free. We've got a CD-ROM that goes into the computer and that's pitched at teenagers but I always think that it's great for adults too who perhaps aren't so interested in reading books or find that a little straining for them. Um, they've got this option that's got audio, it's animated and it's really funny. It's really South Parky kitschy, I think it's quite crack, quite a crack up. But it gives you the, the information is still at a quality and level that you can rely on. And then we've also got a poster with the treaty text in English and Māori and the key differences and some of the, the areas where there's some controversy and has been over the years and a beautiful booklet set with five books um, that cover the similar content. So, you know, there's all these fantastic things that we've got to give away for free and unfortunately at this stage there isn't a plan to reprint any of these items although a hundred, couple of hundred thousand have gone out already into the community we've got one of the last stashes so we're really keen to get them out into families um, our website, um, we have an exhibition website which is www.treaty2u that's the number 2 and the letter u .govt .nz 
that covers all the content that's in the exhibition um, on the walls. All the panels are replicated on the website. And the interactive elements, they're the elements where you say like the um, questions and answers, the computer games that you play, poetry and wire to readings, and this wonderful resource if you're looking for ancestors who've signed the treaty or who could have signed the treaty, both Māori and non-Māori, because we've got witnesses on those um, on this computer interactive as well and it helps you to find anybody that you might be interested in sort of sourcing out and what treaty document they perhaps signed or if they did or didn't so that's a really special thing now we're standing in the treaty to you waka if you like it's, 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 it's the whare waka like and um, what this does in this treaty to you from the Papa, what it does, it travels the country. And uh, next month it's going to schools in Auckland. Then we're looking at really how can we bring people together? How can we get them to understand it? Now it's not a, um, like, it's not a necessarily, oh, let's all feel good and be together. It's actually an adult way of looking at things. It actually says we want people to understand the differences that the Pākau people were thought that was and what the Māori people thought it was. And it's the Māori one that... It's, it's the Māori treaty that goes to the United Nations or goes to anywhere like that. It is the Māori treaty that we have a look at, that we say, OK, now most of us speak English now, but in that time they didn't, and we need to make sure that what they signed is adhered to. All right. Now, one of the things is... No, that's because there are two, there are um, discrepancies between the Māori version that was signed by Māori yep. and then the Pākehā translation of the Māori version. Right. Nera. Now, I think we have to be very careful. It was a Pākehā document. It was translated into Māori. That was Rangi Moana Taylor, nor Ngāti And prior to that, Kit O'Connor, project manager of the exhibition. I'm handing out copies of Te Tiriti o Waitangi, the Treaty of Waitangi. It's in Māori and English. And how many copies did you bring today? Oh, lots and lots, probably 500, and we're almost almost out. Everyone's really interested, mostly um, children. People want them for their kids' bedrooms and classrooms and stuff. So what have been some of the questions people have been asking you? Um, just general things. They want to know what we do generally and how long the tribunal's been open. Um, what our current inquiries are. We've got a couple of maps up to help show people the areas and what's being in report writing at the present and things like that. What does Waitangi Day mean to me? Uh, <laughs> it means that Maldives once used to own 666 million acres of land and now they barely own 333,000 acres. Uh, but Waitangi Day also means like um, a really good atmosphere, uh, the one day where everybody has to live like a Polynesian, and that's always a good thing. So, what does Waitangi Day mean to you? Well, just lots of really good food, and drinking, and just partying, really. So, Isn't... where have you come from? Um, well, you know, I've had quite a strange route here, really. I came via Los Angeles, but originally from London, just for this. Just for Waitangi Day? Yeah, I heard about it and thought, it seems pretty cool to come over. So I thought, why not? And you're heading home tomorrow. I'm heading home this afternoon once the food's sold out. That's why it's sold out, mainly because I've been there. What does Waitangi mean to me? It means a lot of history for Māori. 
means uh, that, you know, like we're renowned in the world for treaty. That was signed with the British and that, and the hurt, hurt that Māori have had to sustain for, you know, 160, how many years are we? Oh, eight, yeah, 160... Seven. Seven, yeah. I knew it was in the 60s, fives and that. Yeah. And what about you, Ethel? Oh, it means Māori kai for me. <laughs> Kia ora. <laughs> Last week we heard from Te Ano Tuiono, whose rōpū, Te Ata Tino Tua, approached Transit New Zealand with a request, which was denied, to fly the Tino Rangatiratanga flag on Waitangi Day from the Auckland Harbour Bridge. The following audio sourced from a YouTube page isn't, and I repeat, isn't from any recent event. The person talking initially is Rawiri Paratini. It's titled, Once Upon a Waitangi Day. I had a strange dream the night before Waitangi Day. I dreamt that Waitangi Day was a bit like, um, was like uh, Easter or Christmas or Thanksgiving maybe and people were saying Happy Waitangi Day, um, which was real strange because um, of the reality that I think Waitangi is, you know, it's a day of grievance in some respects. It's a day of protest. Um, So it was quite an amazing dream to have. And that evening we had a kai and um, our family were there, um, daughters and my oldest son, and... uh, I was telling them about that dream, and they listened and they cracked up, and then my daughter says, oh, well, things must be improving, though, Dad. And I said, why is that? She says, oh, well, she was uh, in town, and she was going over the harbour bridge, and she said that um, she looked up, and the, the Tinoranga Tiratanga flag was flying on the harbour bridge, and that floored me. And I thought, wow, that's amazing that they should do that, you know, that, that the powers that be will fly our flag. And, and it really, really lifted our spirits. We thought, choice, choice, choice. They're starting to recognise the flag and tenoranga tiratanga. And um, so we had, we had our Waitangi night believing that there'd been a shift. And then, uh, <laughs> then when I saw your film and it all started to come together and I realised... Um, who had put the flag up and uh, I just thought it was true. Check this out. Here we go. So we're on the Harbour Bridge now. Cars everywhere. Auckland City. Woo! Have a look. Getting up onto the uh, main part of the bridge now, I'll give you a look around. At least you can say, we've been up. Pretty new. Tamaki Makara. Seems it gets pretty quiet up here. A bit higher than it looks too from down there. Wow, you're fucking synthetic. Preachers, teachers, teachers, confiscation, and accident. 
yourself. It's pretty full on eggs. So, I'm not sure what the story is, but I'm going to try and set up the tripod so you can see me attempt to pull the flags down in Yeah, that one's from Native. Big ups to him and For a long time, I thought that I wasn't cool to be hard in the city. Now it's cool. Everyone's a world. Check that out, man. Woo! Flies on the Auckland Harbour Bridge. <laughs> Seven arrive here, so things are looking good. Still on schedule. Cause it's such a tragedy. Why tell me? Why cry for me? Why cry? Why cry? Okay, we've raised the flag. It's above that other flag. They call the New Zealand flag. That's the main thing. Maybe it's appropriate that it's half mast when you look around. And there's bugger all things Māori around. We've definitely been taken over big time. Something for the younger generation to think about anyway. Anyway, I'll give you a look. Well, uh, as you can see, Harbour Bridge behind me, it's five o'clock in the day. I was at the police station for about an hour, back out, but that's another story. Main thing is that the flag, this flag, has been up. Auckland Harbour Bridge, Waitangi Day, February the 6th, 2003. Next year, it's Waitangi. The actual short film that audio was sourced from is available at youtube.com. Search for Once Upon a Waitangi Day. And if you know who the brother is, drop us an email at tahika at radionz.co.nz. Pihe what does Waitani Day mean to me? Waitani Day means uh, a celebration, well, it's supposed to be a celebration of equal partnership. I doubt whether or not uh, uh, the, the majority of New Zealand would agree with that, but um, I think slowly but surely it's becoming a day where you, where the average New Zealander can go anywhere and see and find information about the, the Treaty of Waitani um, you know, and the logistics to do with the Treaty of Waitangi. So I see it as a, a day to educate the average New Zealand and also Māori.
You know, there's a lot of Māori out there that don't know a lot about the treaty, and they should, you know. Pehe o whakaaro mō te rā whakanui o Ioa Waitangi? Oh, he rau e te rā. Ko paki te rā, ko uti mai a tapanui te rā. Ah, kaore he. Kaore he mea e nui aki i te rā. Engari, ko te, ko te kaupapo te rā nei, ko te oh, ko tātou tēnei, ne? Ia, ja, te mea nui o te rā, ko tātou te tangata. So, um, no, he rangi i pai tēnei. Ah, ahakoa, he uenua tahi tātou, ah, ko kitea. He, he iwi rereke kei no te tēnei uenua. Back in the Ra, flags or haki played a significant role in reflecting a nation's sovereign status and was in fact one of the key reasons the Declaration of Independence was signed in 1835. A year earlier, Rangatira, after viewing a selection of designs, chose a white flag with a red St George's cross. In the upper right-hand corner, a blue background with a red cross and four white stars in each corner. This was then adopted as a national flag, recognising an acknowledgement, and this is important, between sovereign nations, that is, the British and Māori. Setting up what became five years later... The Treaty of Waitangi. So what does this have to do with Kahununu? Okay, so a number of treaties were circulated around the Motu and signed not only on the 6th of February, but days and often months later. In the Kahununu case, three rangatira, Te Hapuku, Waikato and Mahokai signed it with Crown representatives Bunbury and Edward Williams on board a ship. HMS Herald, which at that time was docked at the river mouth of what is now known as Clive, which was the venue of the 2008 Kahununu Waitangi Day commemorations. Now, according to the 2006 census information, Ngāti Kahununu has the third largest iwi population, which translates to about, I don't know, maybe about 60,000 people. My Fadirata Kate Wairua Kike Palasa Ke Wairarapa. Situated within the Surohe is Waipatu Pa. It was the venue a couple of weeks ago for flag making workshops that then flew at Clive. Mahia Tumwana, the facilitator, explains. Kawaipatu te marae, Kungati Hori, Ngati Hawea, Ngati Fatu Yabati. Hapu, Ngāti Kahunganu ki heretaunga te iwi, ko takitimu te marae, te waka, ko mahia tomono tōku imoa. Waitangi Day in Kahunganu is that, it's along a, it's at a park along a riverbank, and Clive is between Hastings and Napier, and it's at this place because the, uh, 1840, when they, our chief here signed the, the um, treaty, uh, it was at that place, or just close to that place, where the signing took place. So it's significant in that way, and it's one of our our. So, what's been the response of the local people? Well, it's been really great. Uh, we invited all Mariah to come and um, participate to. Uh, make flags uh, 
people their own marae, uh, making design flags. Um, but the problem around here is that most um, most people uh, work, <laughs> they've got jobs, and so um, we've probably got half the marais represented at, at, at our workshop. And um, yeah, it's been great. It's from uh, Kuiya to uh, Mokopuna. And has there been a variety in the designs? Uh, everything is original. I've only seen, well, we've We've been going two days now, and um, we've made about 80 flags so far, and I've only seen one tino rangatiratanga flag. Everything mm-hmm. else is original. Um, and, and they're just based, they're symbolism, just based on our uh, whakatauaki from here, and um, like the kaupapa of the day is um, is tato tato, so it's uh, symbolisms of unity and Kotahitanga, um, yeah, no, it's been it's really, really stunning, actually. And has there been a range of materials that have been used to make the flags? Um, we we make flags out of um, park and nylon. This is just uh, it's a it's relatively a cheap way of making flags, but the um, the material itself is uh, comes in or oh, maybe twenty colours in colours and um, it's long lasting uh, in all kinds of weather. So does that mean Mahia you're either painting directly on or embroidering? Uh, no, we actually um, cut the designs and sew them together. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a really easy way of um, making flags that are look, look stunning um, you know Looks professional, actually, and um, uh, and the, the bits that we cut off, and we can recycle on to to make other flags. Mm-hmm. Mm, and it's, uh, of yeah, we we did this exercise about eighteen years ago at our marae to commemorate the um, Kotahitanga at our marae, I think it was the first place the Māori Parliament sat in 1892, and so we made about 80 flags then, and um, uh, the same process, uh, all the marae were involved, and um, and those flags, uh, they, they still exist today, and they're still, you know, really, uh, as, some, some of them are as fresh as we... Um, was when we made them. Uh, a lot have gone missing too. People <laughs> uh, really appreciate them and have taken them home. <laughs> but that's okay to play. And I guess what it means is that um, they can fly on individual marae as well. Yes, well, that's the whole For point. other occasions. Yes, um, family reunions, uh, tangihanga, um, you know, 21st weddings, um, meetings of... Um, Hapu, Fano, Iwi. Uh, they've been used at music festivals, um, uh, other festivals involving the you know the whole community, um, Pakeha Māori, Chinese. Yeah. Now, is there a naming ceremony that goes on with the flags, Mahia? A naming ceremony. Aye. Because um, some flags carry names, eh? Yes. Uh, yeah, I've noticed some of the flags that carry the names of their marae, of um, 
Tipuna of um, well, I just saw one flag. It carries the name of uh, a family farm. Um, but uh, I haven't actually participated in a naming ceremony. Right. People come with their, they know what they're going to make, and so maybe, maybe they do that in the within their own whanau. Yeah. What is the significance of flags? Um, well, flags of, uh, promote identity of a person or a group or nation or iwi. And um, so it's, the symbolism is that it's, um, it's, it's when, you, when you fly the flag, you're just saying, here I am, um, this is who we are, um, and we 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 we're proud of it. You know, we um, we're promoting who we are and where we are and what we do, and um, while we exist in it. So, it, you know, flags right across the globe are, are used for that purpose to, um, you know, to mainly state that. Identity. Right. And for Kahununu, what significance are the flags? Uh, for Kahununu, like the uh, our iwi uh, authority have their own flag, own design flag, and um, many marae have their own flag. Um, uh, so. I noticed that also at Mini Marae, they, we, um, the Union Jack or New Zealand flag is used, or Tenoranga Teretanga flag is used, which is fine, but um, this is just an opportunity for people to, um, you know, express their own identity, own individual Marae identity uh, in Tenoranga Teretanga. Um, in a creative way, and when you, in, when all the flags are put together, well, it just expresses the, uh, the uniqueness of each each um, person or marae, but we're all together as one. You know, uh, you could see it during the the hikoi down to um, Parliament, but for sure, all the groups had their own flag and here and there with the Tenoranga Teretanga flags. Mm. But, you know, together it just expresses everybody's um, um, support for a particular kaupapa, you know, as um, individual groups or individual people. And it's cool. It's really neat. Mahia tumona no Natikahununu ki taunga. It's a day that is about uh, remembering the huge commitment that was made 167 years ago. I think it took great courage for the people to step up and sign um, this agreement, but also just to acknowledge that times have changed and um, things need to evolve, and they do evolve, and I think this document is alive very much now, and it's important for us to think about how we can incorporate it within our daily lives, within our whānau, within our communities and within our workplaces. So... Yeah, it's it's a big kaupapa, but I think it's something that we can um, incorporate in our everyday life actually very easily. While the 6th of February may be a date burned upon the mindset of New Zealanders, the first weekend of February in Waifetu 
in Wellington has significance to Te Atiawa Iwi with Te Rā o Te Raukura. While there, I met with the musician Jackie Hemmingson, who told me the kaupapa behind one of her waiata that is tied in with what was guaranteed to Māori under the Articles of the Treaty. That's next week. Ki te kore ngā pūtake e mākūkūngia, e kore te rākau e tupu. If the roots of the tree are not watered, the tree will never grow. Uh, kia ora mai, uh, ko maika pēhikuru tēnei, uh, ko hau te, uh, te tai o ngā, ngā kaimai te runanga iwi o Ngāpuhi. Uh, o taku mai te runanga, ko a mahi ana ngā mahi pāna ki ngā rorihiko, ngā ariho, uh, ki tērā taha, uh, me te... Uh, so basically my mahi is um, as a kaimahi uh, in the runanga is to help support our people in, um, in Ngāpuri and to, um, uh, to go along with our strategic focus so, what does my brother Whare and Bob Marley have in common? Well, it was both their birthday on Waitangi Day. He mihi tino aroha ki a koe whare mai te whānau. He mihi manahau ki nga kai kōrero i tēnei wiki. Ko Lani Southa no te māhurehure te kai kāranga a te muri o te wāhanga. Ki nga tangata ke te whare pukepuke me te kai waiata awhina, ko Mark Hector ngā mihi. Ki nga kai rā wikiwiki mihini, kōrua ko Gareth Watkins me Shanna McKenna, kia ora kōrua. Ko Mariah Rakraku tēnei, he mihi atu ki a tātou katoa, hei a tērā wiki, mauri ora.